Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has caused billions of dollars in environmental damages to the region, and Ukraine is looking to make Russia pay. That's what Ruslan Strelets, Ukraine's environment minister, exclusively told Politico EU reporter Louise Guillot in an interview earlier this month. Since the start of the war, Russian forces have hit chemical plants, water facilities, and even nuclear power plants while also damaging fields, forests, and wildlife reserves. Those attacks have led to an increase in air, water, and soil pollution that risk having long-term negative effects on people's health and the country's economy. So today, I check in with Luis about the environmental crimes Russia has allegedly committed in Ukraine, the different options Ukraine has to make Russia pay for those damages, and the timeline of those paths. It's Monday, June 27th. So, Luis, you talked to Ukraine's environment minister recently, who is trying to build a legal case to make Russia pay for the environmental damage it has caused during its war in Ukraine. What are some of the environmental damages we've seen, and how many environmental crimes has Ukraine documented? Do we know how much those cost? So Ukraine's environment minister, Roslan Strilets, explained that damages that we've seen because of the war are, for example, the bombing of oil depots or of chemical plants or the destruction of forests because of military troops passing through forests and cutting these trees that sometimes might have been protected areas or zones rich of, of biodiversity. So that has been destroyed. And obviously, oil depots or chemical plants that have been bombed sometimes have released dangerous substances that can then pollute both the air, the soil, but also nearby water sources. When I spoke to the minister in early June, the environment ministry had accounted for 257 ecocides. So these are the most severe environmental crimes that are defined as the systematic and deliberate destruction of ecosystems. And according to the ministry's estimates, the total amount for all the environmental damage that they've recorded so far amounts about 6.6 billion euros. Wow. So how would Ukraine then actually go about making Russia pay for these damages? What are their options there? So they have a few legal options that they're starting to explore. It's still very early in the process to say exactly what the Ukrainian government will do. But at the moment, they're trying to build their case, first of all, in Ukraine. The minister explained that they will try to prosecute Russian troops or commanders or military that have been committing ecocide on the soil of Ukraine in Ukraine's national courts because Ukraine recognizes ecocide in its criminal code. And the minister added that they will also try to bring cases to courts of foreign countries where Russian assets 
notably have been frozen and they will, through those cases, try to seize these assets to pay for the environmental damage that have been caused. So these are the two options that the Ukrainian ministry is currently looking at and is getting help also from law firms here in in Europe and the US. But a third option that is not yet feasible to do, but is plausible, at least on paper, is if the UN General Assembly would create a UN Compensation Commission that would be kind of like an ad hoc tribunal tasked with prosecuting the environmental crimes in the war in Ukraine that will be brought to its attention. But to do that, it would require a majority in the UN General Assembly, which at the moment is not 100% sure that we will get that majority. Right. And given these different paths present challenges, which path to you seems the most feasible? When you ask me what path is the most plausible, it's a little bit difficult to say at the moment because you have these different options. So the first one, prosecuting in Ukraine, is likely to happen if Ukraine remains a functioning independent state. The second one depends on Ukraine prosecuting cases in courts of foreign countries That also depends on whether Ukraine remains an independent state to be able to do that in other countries. And the third one, the UN Compensation Commission, that's still very much up in the air because it's at the moment just an idea that the Ukrainians are pushing for, but hasn't really been debated publicly in the UN so far. And the Ukraine also cannot go to the International Criminal Court at the moment to bring these environmental crime cases because the International Criminal Court doesn't recognize ecocides as one of the crimes it can prosecute. Right. And so what's the timeline here? It seems like there's still probably a slim chance Russia actually pays for these crimes. But if they do pay, how long would that take? According to the minister, it's going to take years. They know it's going to take years. It's really a very long process to build these cases, to gather all their evidence, to assess the value of the environmental crime, the impact on ecosystems, the pollution, and also like give it a monetary value. And then bringing this to the court and the time of the investigation, the time of the prosecution is likely to take years, he said. But the minister was really determined into pursuing these cases and making sure that Russia pays for the environmental damages that it caused to the country and that will have long-term consequences to the environment of Ukraine and also its ability to rebuild itself after the end of the conflict. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogen fuel.